Hello and welcome to the Massive Attack Podcast. This is episode 111, 111, all the ones, 111. I am your host, Anthony Mitchell, as with me is always is Yosef. Hello, Joe, how are you? I'm very well, Mitch, how are you? I'm all right, I'm in lockdown, I'm going crazy, it's all good, it's all good. Stage four lockdown in Melbourne. Stage four, we have curfews and everything. See, that must be really hard for you, the person that likes to go driving around at night and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even go out, you know, looking for glory holes in the parks at night. Oh, it's just weird. <laughs> no good. Literally, this is no no jokes, no, no silliness. I have been doing runs late at night around the local park because I put the kids to bed, get everything sorted, and then I go for my run. Do about 5Ks, not bragging. And I can't do that now. I've got to get it all done by 8 o'clock because we've got to be in the house by 8. So, yes, it Makes it a little hard. I do like the old general drive at the late night shops as well. Have a look for some toys or something just to get out. But yeah, that's not happening now. So, but the shops aren't open either, are they? Nope, nope, nope. No, can't no. click and collect. That's about it. So all the takeaways are closed. I think Macca's and that are still open, but I don't know why they would be because the they're essential. No, but you can't go out. Okay. What if you're an essential worker so, working I mean, I at a hospital? I suppose I can deliver. Exactly. I suppose I can deliver. Yeah, that's the thing. It's only food for essential people, but I don't know how many businesses would be making enough money to stay open. Probably. It's mm-hmm. it's strange. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's just kind of hard. Like, it's for six weeks. So we'll see. Um, hopefully, we're already sort of starting to see numbers come down a little, but they're still quite high. But yes, yes, we'll um, see how we go. You guys are doing all right down in Tassie. You don't have the vid, so you're doing all right. Well, we had one case, and that was actually someone who was in quarantine, so it's not a community transmission or anything like that. So it's still looking pretty good down here. Strangely, yep. there's still a lot of restrictions that are still available or still enforced down here, which is kind of crazy. You can still only have like 20 people people in a pub and stuff like that but. that's not a bad thing to do look what no happened. that's true we relaxed yep. here and it got out of hand very quickly we had problems with aged care and some meat works so it sort of got a bit out of hand yep. but sydney sort of had the oh no we're going to open the pubs and they're starting to get some numbers too nothing like victorian numbers but they are if hopefully learnt from us and it's sort of like okay let's back it off a bit it's not gone and that's what people have to realize Exactly. I've got friends in Queensland, they're just chatting away and they're going out and they're clubbing and they're this. They're not allowed to dance, but they can go to a club. So, okay, what's the point? But so yeah, you can sit it, down it doesn't and drink. take much. No. Yeah, pretty much. That's going to a pub. But yeah, so it's out of control or is potentially out of control and there's nothing to put it back in the bottle yet. We don't have a vaccine, so it's not worth it, people. So don't decry any problems with people having stuff, you know, restrictions still in place because it could be worse. Definitely. Yeah, we're not as hard as New Zealand, apparently. They went harder with their restrictions, but they're fine now. They sort of got rid of it. So they went hard for the initial six weeks months ago, and they're seeing the rewards of that now. So we didn't do that, unfortunately, here in Oz. But, oh, well, what could you do? You learn. Yeah, exactly. So I guess you haven't been going out and doing a lot over in Melbourne. No, I, I am going to work. So there is that. If I wasn't doing that, I would be going totally crazy. Yes. But there is that. But yeah. So what do you, what you t- tell me about life on the outside? Well, last time we spoke, like we were talking about visiting me. Last time we spoke, we talked about how I had recently bought a house. So I have now moved into my new house. And other than the fact that the internet isn't quite up to scratch. So if the quality of this drops a little bit, it's because my internet is shitty. But yeah, it's nice. It's a it's a beautiful two-story house with an open fire. And yeah, 
needed a couple of things done as soon as we moved in. We found out that the hot water service needed replacing, which was a little bit unexpected. But other than that, we're very happy. Big news down here in Launceston, though, is for the first time in about 75 years, we actually had a snowstorm. So last yeah last tuesday night it was raining and then all of a sudden there was like these little white flecks in the rain and i was like hang on i think it might be snowing and my wife and kids had never seen snow before so they were out on the balcony going is it gonna snow is it gonna snow sort of thing and then suddenly bang it was like a full-on snow and we didn't really think that much of it but then the next morning we got up yes it was what is it 12 inches of snow but it wasn't quite that much but the next morning we got up and there was enough snow coverage to not be able to see the grass or anything like that it was just white everywhere and the car was covered in snow and I got up and drove to work and then when I got to work I found out that my office the roof had actually not been able to cope with the fact that the weight of the snow was on the roof and it had sort of sunk the roof a little bit and then as the snow was melting all the water was running into the bats and the insulation and yeah they closed my office for a day so I I actually had a snow day which was kind of cool. Sweet we had snow in Melbourne too. Really? Not to the level of you but we actually did have snow in the suburbs I remember reading it on the news and there was snow out in Ballarat but that doesn't really surprise me because it is bloody cold in Ballarat Super cold. Yeah um, yeah, it was about uh, two or three years ago that we actually had Scott on the podcast for one of our episodes in August, I got the memory on Facebook pop up the other day. So hello to That's Scott, correct. if you're still listening. Yes, yeah. But I must say what, like the night it snowed, it wasn't that cold. And the next morning, I think it wasn't as cold as I was expecting it to be with the amount of snow around. But then it, earlier this week, we've had quite a bad frost and it's been really, really cold. Like we had minus three overnight last night. So yes, mm. I, I'm definitely living in Tasmania now. So yeah. Yeah. How's it compared to Wales? How cold? Well, I was never living in Wales, so when I lived in Scotland, it was colder than it is here, and it snowed for longer, so yeah. Okay. It, it, it's crisp. You can walk around on the on the frosty grass, and you can feel your, your feet crunching underneath the, the ice, and it does take a little while to scrape all the ice off your windows of your car before you drive to work, but it is cool. nice. It's a good time to be indoors, though. Indoors by choice for me. Well, it's actually what they call class as a wood heater. So it's one of those ones with a glass door on the front. Like a Canara. Yeah. Only it's a Saxon. There you go. I didn't know there was more than one brand, but it is a Saxon. It's in John Saxon R.I.P. There you go. Bringing it all back to pop culture. Yeah. So, yes, it's cold here, so I've been, by choice, staying indoors. It's lockdown in Melbourne, so you are enforced to stay indoors. So have we been doing anything interesting indoors, like gaming? Not really. Did I talk Subnautica last time? I think you might have mentioned that you had started it. I've done a little bit more. Not a lot, just a little bit. And also my son, it's a weekend. It's like you get to play computer games. What do you want to play? And it's always random sometimes. I don't know how his mind thinks because there might be a game that he's totally fixated on. He wants to play that. And then he might bring up a game that he hasn't played for a year and he wants to play that again. But this time he wanted to play some Mario Galaxy 2 on the Wii. So I, I played a bit of that on the weekend. But apart from that, no, not a lot of gaming. I'm surprised you still have your Wii wired up. Yeah. <laughs> my wife was using the Wii Fit for a little bit. Oh, okay. I don't mind playing the Wii games. It's just the graphics aren't as bad as you remember. And I do love playing. Um, we play Wii Sports every now and then. So I do a bit of bowling or tennis for the kids. It's fun. And it's actually boxing? really fun to go back and play those games. Yeah. Uh, not not so much. Yeah. I just think I'm going to kill you every time. Yeah, probably. And I don't mean <laughs> boxing. I thought you were going to have a heart attack after doing that. You were being yeah. excited. I was. 
And the kids are getting into uh, rock band a bit too. So I've still got the guitars and the drums for rock band on the Wii. So Jackson's sort of sort of getting into drumming at the moment. So instead of just hitting boxes and stuff that he was, it's like, well, I've sort of got a drum kit. Why don't you have a go at this? So yeah. So the Wii does get quite a bit of a workout. I've still got a PS1 attached to the TV and plugged in. Yeah, Haven't turned we... it on for a long time, but it's still there. Well, that being said, when we moved into the new place, I did wire up the original Xbox and the 360 as well as the Xbox One to the new TV. But uh, so far, all I've been playing is more Minecraft Dungeons. I've got to the point now where I have completed all of the DLC and all of the main missions except one on all three of the difficulties. So, yeah, I don't know how much more there is for it for me. Uh, At the moment, it's just my son and I going through and replaying levels to try and get better gear. But I'm sure the novelty will eventually wear off, but not yet. But yeah, other than that, I haven't gamed at all. No, I can't. I did Pokemon Go on the weekend with the family. We had, we're allowed one hour's exercise a day yep. within five kilometres of your house. So we went for a walk around Norris Bank Park, and that's you know there's, there was plenty of Pokemon there. Apparently, I kept saying, "Do you want this?" And he's like, "No," nah, because I have no idea about this game. Yep. I don't know what I'm doing. But we went to Pokestops and we went to gyms and everything, and caught Pokemons and dropped a phone and cracked it, and it's all good. Oh, it's dear. the old phone that we yep. use for Pokemon. It's fine. So yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I, I I went and looked it up, haven't finished watching it yet, but I did get a YouTube clip to try and explain it to me so I can sort of at least help him. But he seems to know what he's doing, so that's all that matters. But yeah, getting out of the house and doing doing something is good. Exactly. Other than just watching TV. Well, I've been doing a bit of that. Haven't been going to the movies, obviously. No. But have been watching a bit of TV. All right, shall we jump into TV? Why not? Now you can start because... I've got a few things to talk about, and I'm not sure if there will be any crossover, but there is one thing that uh, I know you recommended to me that we'll talk about. Okay, well, just before we recorded, I was watching a bit of The Masked Singer. Ah. I'm sort of sucked into that, but I don't want to watch with ads. I might watch it catch up. Well, that's, um, I didn't bother watching it tonight because I thought I'd watch it tomorrow and catch up. Getting back into Forged in Fire. <laughs> uh, that's on SBS every night. So watching a bit of the old blacksmithing show. And the kids watched it with me one night. And now they want to watch it every night. Can we watch that show? It was like, do you want a story? No, I want to watch a blacksmithing show. So I love it when they're testing how sharp it is by cutting into the carcass of a dead pig. It's lovely watching with my kids. But no. What have we been so, watching? Uh, so Stargirl's that... good. We've got one episode to go of that. John Oliver, Umbrella Academy just started again, so we're yeah. one episode into that. What did you think of the first episode? Because it did I love the first it. ten minutes or first five minutes were amazing. It's like, oh, this is great. And, um, I dug it. I, I just haven't got back to watch more, but I really dug it. I kind of dug bits of it, but I didn't think all of it grabbed me. So uh, I, I think more happened in that than the previous season. So Maybe. I was on. I was I on. Thought, I thought the whole bit with Klaus was pretty cool and i thought the bit with number five was pretty cool but uh, space boy didn't quite grab me quite as much as i thought it would and the uh, the white violin whatever her name is that her whole storyline just didn't do anything for me so i'm hoping it will get better and i'm willing to give it more of a chance but i think probably the day that i watched it i probably just wasn't in the mood for it or something i don't know but yeah it didn't grab me like the first season did no i'm definitely on board but it's funny because it came out the same time as doom patrol which is out now on dc universe and I haven't started watching it yet, but they are so similar in its quirkiness. Mm. And they both come out at the same time and they're sort of just, they're so similar that it's sort of like, it's weird that they that they are being released so close together. And yep. we have The Boys Season 2 coming soon. So I really should get onto those because it's not like I'm doing anything else. I don't know what I'm doing, to be honest. Mm. 
I have all this time. I did read a comic. Mm. I actually read a graphic novel. I sat down and read a whole graphic novel. That was good. Called Outer Darkness. And it's um, by the guy who wrote Chu. Okay. set in space. It's like Star Trek, but with magic. So you've got God engines. So you literally have a demon is your engine. And you've got exorcists and they're on board and all this sort of stuff. It's quite quirky. That sounds um, pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty good. Mm. Yeah, TV. Uh, I, I'm trying to think if I watched anything else. I don't think I have. You, can, yeah. you go, because I don't think I have. All right. Well, we've started a couple of things and really haven't got that much into them. So, as I said, we watched the first episode of Umbrella Academy and it didn't quite grab us. They've been pushing Warrior Nun a fair bit on Netflix, and we watched the first two episodes of that. But, again, I don't think we're going to go back to that because the premise of that, it's a ancient cult in Spain that has this amulet sort of thing that gets buried in the flesh of a young nun and she pretty much becomes immortal and they're trying to get it out of this one girl who's just been killed by demons so she's obviously not that immortal and the host that they're going to put it into ends up dying so as a bit of a stopgap they put it into this corpse of a paraplegic girl and she comes back to life as being able to walk around and and stuff but the premise is really good but the delivery is a bit average. And I thought it might have been one of those Netflix shows that they buy from like overseas and then dump them into English and it just didn't translate well. But as it turns out, it is actually an American production in English filmed in Spain. But it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's low budget, but again, it, it's just not grabbing me as much as I thought it would do. I have watched some of it. Yeah. My wife watched it all. So there were bits and pieces which I caught and it didn't do anything for me at all. Like you, And like you said, it did look cheap. Like it looked like they filmed in Italy or somewhere and it looked like the Vatican. And well, I think like it's some of the production Spain. values looked expensive. Yeah. But yeah, the acting and just... It had that South American television soap opera sort of look to it. Yeah. That, that's what I was thinking the whole time I was watching. And the acting seemed a bit substandard. Yeah, so it, it, Sally watched it all. She finished it. She okay. quite enjoyed it, got into it. But, um, yeah, I caught bits and pieces here and there and it did nothing for me. And it's based on a comic, so you think I'd be on that. But mm. everything's based on a comic nowadays. Exactly. But, yeah, as I said, we watched two episodes and then didn't go back. We also tried the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, but it wasn't as good as the original Unsolved Mysteries. And the first episode, that. yeah, the first episode, again, it didn't grab me in the fact that it, it was, I guess it was, was an unsolved murder. But as it progressed, they started off making it sound like this guy had suicided. But then by the time you got to the end, it was like, well, this man is probably the man that murdered him, but we can't prove it. So we're just going to say it's unsolved. unsolved. Exactly. So... <laughs> It was that little bit of a letdown because it was unsolved. You get to the end of the episode and it's like, well, the clue's in the title, I guess. But, yeah, I just felt unfulfilled. They should have called it Unfulfilled Mysteries. Fair enough. But a program Mm. I have been enjoying on Netflix, and that is uh, the next season of Street Food. I think we talked about it last year when they brought out the one from Asia, but now there is a Street Food South America And it's just six little half-hour shows where they pick a country and they go and have a look at the street food in, like, Colombia or I think there was another one on Peru. And they kind of find people that run, you know, market stalls and food carts and stuff. And they find the people that have had a bit of a hard life and they've turned their life around through their, you know, taco cart or whatever. And being the fact that it is Netflix, it is very skewed towards people that are struggling, women that have had their husbands leave them with nothing and they've you know, bought themselves up from the gutter to be the best 
food stall in in that particular market. And it was really good in the fact that it is uplifting. A lot of the stuff you look at and go, I would definitely not eat that. It just does not look like food. I'm sure you would watch it and you would have the same feeling you had when you watched Beasts of the Southern Wild when they were eating the seafood. I would be sickly, Yeah. There was one episode on Argentina where they made these sort of kind of like a Spanish omelette sort of thing, but it was like egg and layers of potato and just lots and lots of cheese and it looked spectacular. Yeah. But but after that, it kind of went downhill. So, yeah. The people's stories were really good, but the food wasn't, which is a bit of a shame. Well, speaking of cooking, I don't know if you're getting it down there, but during the hour news of Channel 7 at night, one whole ad break is devoted to a Coles commercial of cooking. So it's a lot of chefs that you might recognize or i don't recognize a lot of them yeah they just basically cook a meal for coals for 20 bucks sort of a cheap meal that i feed a family of four and it's my daughter's favorite show okay she stops everything to watch oh the cooking bit quiet (laughs) and stops and watches this two three minute cooking section or whatever so she's quite into the cooking at the moment so i i threw it on sbs food the other day just to sort of appease her just to have something on in the background because i can't handle we try and stop the kids having too much tv yeah even though i could easily put the tv on all day and just leave it though because that's what i used to do as a kid but my wife doesn't like that as an idea so i try and skirt around it and i personally my anxiety or whatever you want to call it i can't not have the tv on i just sort of need it in the background so i put it on the food channel and some of the kids really got into some of the shows they got into there was one on sweet delicious or something it was about desserts that was interesting but yeah it's sort of, I'm just, I, I think I may be heading down some food shows because of my daughter but maybe not this one it's got all this seafood stuff mm. is she old enough to actually get in the kitchen and give you a hand trying to cook something yet? yeah yeah she cooked up some some cookies last week she wants to get in there and do it I think mm. she just likes to lick the spoon but you know Sometimes yep. you got to say these foods aren't, you know, if you're making um, bread or something, it's like you don't want to lick the spoon on this one. No, Only for cakes. Not. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Sweet things. It's a time and a place. Yeah, so I did that. But two other things that I've been really getting into, and one of them is a show on Amazon Prime called Modern Love, which was a, I think it was an eight-part anthology season where they had taken essays and letters from the New York Times and they turned them into little half hour 40 minute episodes about love basically there's like the first episode was about a a single girl that was trying to date and ended up getting pregnant and her doorman was looking after her in sort of a father figure sort of way and there was another episode that was about manic depressive people and how they date and that was starring Anne Hathaway so there's a couple of like big name people in it there was another one with Dev Patel who was in Slumdog Millionaire back in the day and he played like a an app designer that made like a dating app and he was being interviewed by someone and, and they were like well you know you've got this dating app have you ever been in love and he told this story about how he was in love but then it all fell apart and then because of the article his ex-girlfriend read the article in the magazine and decided they should get back together and stuff but it's really nicely done it was one of those programs that had just that little bit of humor enough seriousness to to make it worthwhile watching but we found my wife and i found of the eight episodes we we pretty much went through it in two sittings we like watched four episodes one night and another four the next night so it was it was really good and i would recommend that but another program that my whole family have been getting into, and that's because of a recommendation from you on the last episode, and that is the Jedi Temple Challenge on the yeah. Star Wars Kids YouTube channel. 
Do you want to give Alfred Best a crisp high five? I do definitely want to give him a crisp high five. I do. (laughs) (laughs) But there is just something so wholesome about that program. The fact that even when the kids lose, it's all like, well, you've done your best and we'll see you again being a Jedi. And and it's just fun. We talked last month about how my kids were getting into the whole Ninja Warrior and Broken Skull Challenge and all that sort of stuff. But this is basically that for kids and then some because it's physical challenges. Then they listen to a story and they have to answer questions on it and then they do this bit of a a thing at the end to see whether the kids that are the highest scoring for the day get to become jedis and it's just like obviously they've spent a fair bit of money on it because the effects are almost star wars quality but as i said it's just a fun watch and my nine-year-old is just absolutely enthralled with it he loves it (laughs) well yeah, because I've we've shown my the kids Flora's Lava and that, yeah. and then we give them a choice which one do they want to watch, and they'll generally go Jedi Challenge over Flora's Lava. But I'm trying to peter them out because there's only so many episodes and we are going to run out. Yeah, but they do love it and they really get into it. And Jackson really sort of pays attention. He gets nervous for them too. He like cuddles in and grabs hold of your arm when he's worried they're not going to make it or not. And the whole temptation of the dark side as well—it's well, all yeah. scary. It's it, it's kind of fun. It's the same every time. Though. That's the thing. It doesn't get mixed. At least Flora's Lava, it's a different room yeah. every episode where it's the same. I suppose the story changes a bit, but it apart does. from that. So so they do like it, which is good. And because I thought, we're going to run out of episodes. They're really into this. We're going to run out of episodes. What else? And then I, I heard a podcast talking about it, and it's essentially a remake of an old Nickelodeon show called is it mysteries of the hidden temple from the nineties? Yep. And yeah, it was just essentially the same show, but they, you started with four teams and they weeded down to one and they went through the hidden temple at the end and they had to win. And I found an episode on YouTube. So the quality wasn't the best, but it was, it was there. The kids dug it, but obviously, you know, they, they want Star Wars on top of that. It's much better. But when I was, my wife was working on Sundays, so it was a matter of like entertaining the kids and I was just looking through and I think it was Amazon Prime. I will check in a sec. And I saw Mysteries of the Hidden Temple. I was like, oh, that's that show. Maybe the old episodes are on Amazon. Cool. No, it's an hour-long movie based on the TV show from a couple of years back. That's pretty and cool. And Jackson remembered so many bits from that one episode we saw because they all the elements were there from that episode that they had to do. And even the team names from the first episode, there were nods to it. Or Jackson put the two and two together, whether it was true or not. Like, oh, he's wearing a blue top and he's got a gecko on it. The blue geckos are one of the teams from episode one. It's like... <laughs> What? <laughs> you paid way too much attention to this. But yeah, it's, it's essentially a movie. So I reckon your youngest would probably oh, like, like this. Yeah, we'll give that a go. So Amazon, I'll, I will check this when you talk. start talking later. But that was interesting. I said, oh yeah, that works. So it was an hour long and done and they watched it. And I suppose Dora the Explorer, it might be a bit similar to, maybe. Yep. I haven't seen it yet. And while looking at that, it came up with other things you might like. And there was a, another movie called, I'm going to say Mr. Papaya, but it's not Papaya. I will find out in a sec. Like Mr. Papadum's magical muse, um, library or something like that. Okay. And it's it's essentially Willy Wonka where all these kids get to go into this wonderful library and they have to escape with the help of reading. And it's very literary in a lot of ways. But, um, yeah, the kids were into it and there was an hour long and the kids totally got into that. So not the same game show element of anything else, but it was like, oh, this is the beauty of these streaming services that you know nothing about. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like watching the kids react to it. I've started I, once a week. Uh, Jedi Temple is good enough because yep. it, it's a bit repetitive. Yeah, but, you a know, little bit. But, yeah, so – but the kids enjoying it are enough for me to get excited. Mm. But one last thing that I will mention 
I won't go too into depth in it because you have spoken a lot over it, but I finally got around to watching Chernobyl as well, based on your recommendation. So when we first moved in and we hadn't got our internet connected, it was the only thing I had downloaded that my wife and I both decided that we wanted to watch together. So I think it was five episodes of that, and that was very gripping television. Like you mentioned it yourself, how bleak it was and, and just how you feel for these people that are in the nuclear disaster. And yeah, it's, it's incredible television. I'm glad I watched it. So uh, I couldn't fault it. Now you should watch Watchmen. If you yeah. want to watch some HBO good stuff, Watchmen's yeah. amazing. And very appropriate for now. Mm. Like, yes, like I Literally, that it's just amazing how appropriate it is. Something I have been watching, to be honest, actually, and it's, I don't know if it's a time and a place because it, it may have improved or it's maybe the show I need right now. But when it comes to sometimes it's late at night, what do you want to watch? I don't want to. It's too late to watch a movie. Let's just put something on. And I'll put on Queer Eye, which I sort of missed the whole season. I, I gave up. It, it started to annoy me as a show for a while. Yeah. Like the guides were starting to annoy me a little bit. And I think it's a show I need right now because it's happy. And it's just like, yeah, this is positive. I don't, I don't mind it. So I've watched actually a couple episodes of Queer Eye again, and I'm enjoying it again. So whether it's maybe they toned it down a bit, maybe they were getting a little too try hard because all they were doing was sort of like helping people. You know, or although it's yep. too busy trying to have that conversational moment with the person as opposed to help them. Yeah. Because they spent a lot less time on the here's an outfit, here's how to cook and more. Let's sit down and have a dipping meaningful, see if we can make each other cry moments. Everyone was sort of fighting more for that moment. But it seemed to have relaxed a bit, I think. Yeah. Or I think, I'm just in a better place. I don't know. But I'm enjoying it again. I think they were trying to make riveting television rather than helping the person that needed help. But yeah, I haven't watched any of the latest season and I'm probably only about three episodes into the season before that. So maybe I should give that another go as well. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's perfect for lockdown. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all these people hugging and getting out and about. That's not the great bit, but it's, it, the fact that it's positive, it's like, oh, thank you. Mm. Mm. Any other television? Um, movies. We did watch Old Guard, speaking of Netflix. Yeah, so did I. Shalice Theron Netflix exclusive movie, which was quite good, which I'm, reminded me a lot of that Battle Angel. What is it? Not Battle Angel. Warrior Nun yeah. show. It seemed like a, a better version of that Warrior Nun. Yes. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the effects in it were really well done. The story was nicely done. I liked the fact that they left it open at the end, possibly for a sequel or possibly for a TV series spin-off. I thought a couple of the fight scenes were really gory and it was like, whoa, I don't know if we really need to see this yeah. much. But um, no, yeah. I thought Shlores, I can't even say her name, Shlores was really good. I thought the other actors in it, none of them were really name actors, but I thought they all did it really well. Like the young girl that became the member of the team, I thought she was a great character. And yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. And it was probably one of the better movies that I've seen in a long time. And it is good that it is put out straight to streaming rather than being lost in the ether while they're waiting for a, a cinema release. It probably would have made no, quite a lot of money. No, I think that was a Netflix movie. I think that was oh, okay. the intent. Yeah. Well, I know Charisse Theron has been working with Netflix because she was executive producer on that car obstacle course program that we watched last year. What was that oh, called? Yeah. Overdrive, something like that? Something but like yeah, that. yeah. but I, I really liked it. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. And I can see why there is so much buzz about it because it, it does break the mold a little bit. It's a bit different. Yeah, it was good. And I did catch on Amazon Prime. I found a Ray Harryhausen documentary, which was not one of the ones we watched, or if it was one of the ones we watched for a previous episode, go back and 
never listen, people. It was a good episode. I don't remember it if it was one of the ones we watched. It made me want to watch some Harryhausen. And I did show the kids Clash of the Titans a few months back. And I was looking on this list and there was Sinbad and a bunch of others I haven't seen. I was like, let's see what I can find on Tubi or Amazon or anything. And there's not a lot out there, to be honest, that no. I can find. But I did find on Amazon Jack the Giant Slayer from 1962. So it's okay. an earlier one, nowhere near the budget of like a Jason the Argonauts or anything like that. But I just put it on because I wanted to see it. I thought the kids would be bored and would go do something else. It was just during the day. They were fascinated, and it's perfect at that age because, like me, when I was young and I watched films, there was no difference between a sheep shitty film or an expensive one. No. They were all exciting. They were all great because I hadn't seen them before. And if it was a movie, it must be important because even even in the 80s, Sylvester Stallone was a big star, but to me, because of video, so was, you know, Chuck Norris. They were equal, you know, and because I watched Jaws so many times, Roy Schneider was one of the biggest actors in the world, (laughs) to me, because he was in Blue Thunder and Jaws and Jaws 2, for God's sake. Yeah. He must be one of the most important actors in the world. Oh, must be. yeah, so so they're at an age when they I mean, obviously they they're competitive. You know, they can watch so many TV shows that have better graphics than these old movies do. But there is something magical about them, mm-hmm. and that's what I, I'm loving seeing that because it's not long before they're going to look at it and go, "This is crap, Dad. What are you doing?" Yeah. So at this point, I'm enjoying it. I know it was fun. I really enjoyed it for what it was. It was Harryhausen, so it is. But yeah, I'm going to go keep looking for some of the old Sinbads and some other movies that are out there. But yeah, they're quite hard to find. Mm. Yeah, not not a lot of streaming of those old movies, is there? No, a friend we were messaging the other day, and just like a group of us because we we're in lockdown, so all we can do is have group chats. And she's like, I really have the urge to watch Daryl. Do you remember Daryl? <laughs> I do. The kid who's a robot? Yes. Yeah. It was an acronym and, for something, wasn't it? No, oh, data something, something, something. D-A-R-Y-L. Yeah. Yeah. And looking online, not streaming anywhere. No. And if you want to buy it, you could buy it on Amazon for like 24 bucks. I was like, no. Actually, oh, could you? Maybe it was four bucks streaming you might have been able to buy it. But still, <laughs> it was hard. It was hard to do, you know. Yeah. And they're the movies you want. I said, oh, you can watch Flight of the Navigator if you want, or Explorers. They're streaming. There's an equivalent, but no, she wanted Daryl. Mm. The only Daryl I get is Daryl Summers because I That's watch true. my Hey Hey It's That Day every, well, at the moment every week. But fortnightly, if you listen to another podcast I do, just a cheap plug inside a plug, Hey Hey It's the podcast where me and a couple of mates watch old episodes of Hey Hey It's That Day and recap it. And if you're in Melbourne in lockdown with nothing else to do, you could do far worse and listen to us talk about incredibly homophobic, sexist, <laughs> of its time, racist, very racist, casually racist um, TV shows from the yes, 90s. Exactly. We're actually recapping 1995 at the moment, so there is 25 years of history, but we're only doing mid-90s, but yes. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say that's it for me and movies. Okay. Well, I haven't actually watched anything else new. I have been going back and re-watching some old stuff, but... My wife and I had previously watched The Blacklist, which is starring James Spader. And we were just talking about his movies the other day. And I realized that my wife had never seen Tough Turf, which was James Spader's first starring role back from 1985 with Robert Downey Jr. back when he was still Robert Downey in the cast as his sort of offsider mate. 
and I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but back in the 80s, I had this on video and I watched it an awful lot when I was I in high school. I may have seen it once during the whole getting five videos for $5 <laughs> sort of era. But yeah, I hadn't seen it for ages and my wife and I sat down and watched it and I could still remember it almost word for word. It was probably how much I watched it when I was a kid. But it is the story of James Spader as a sort of rich kid whose father has come on hard times. So they've had to move to Encino or Reseda or somewhere in California. California, and he goes no, that, to a, that's Karate Kid. You're getting confused. But no, he lives in Reseda as well. So we made a couple of Karate Kid jokes while we were watching it. But he's the sort of rich kid that's now downtrodden, trying to fit in with their new school. And Robert Downey is a well, you'd guess you'd call him a punk, but he's the equivalent of Nicolas Cage's punk from Valley Girl. And he is the drummer in Jim Carroll's band. And Jim Carroll, if you remember, is the person that they based the Basketball Diaries movie on. But, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but James Spader kind of foils a robbery one night, and then the next night he realizes that the people that were trying to rob this man on a bus stop are actually kids that go to his school, and it starts a bit of a, a turf war between him and these hoods. And he falls in love with one of the hoods' girlfriends, and hilarity ensues. But in a strange way in this movie like this movie does not know what it wants to be it's your typical action movie for most of the movie but there's a couple of scenes where they just break into random dance numbers with like big group dancing and there's another scene where they decide that they are going to robert downey james spader and the two girls that they're seeing crash the country club and decide they're going to fill up on the buffet and then there's a like this strange musical act that's playing and when they take their break james spader goes up and plays this ballad on the piano and sings this weird ballad to this girl that he's trying to fall in love with but a, a very strange film but enjoyable nonetheless i don't know if it holds up as well as i thought it would from my multiple watchings back in the 80s but i'm glad i watched it and a couple of other re-watches my son was off school sick for a couple of days last week so we decided that we would see what he thought about the men in black movies so we went back and we watched all three of the men in blacks as well as men in black international and i must say that men in black still holds up really well men in black 3 with jermaine clement as the bad guy is quite funny but men in black 2 is it's still that only that one line that I really cracked up about where I think it's uh, David Cross is the guy that's like the conspiracy theory guy that's running the video shop. And he talks about how his mum has Parkinson's or something and makes little pizzas <laughs> and shakes a little bit too much and puts too much cheese on the pizza. But that line cracked me up in the cinema when I first saw it and it still cracks me up now. So, yep highlight of the movie but yeah other than that i i haven't really been watching a lot of movies either but one other thing that we decided we would watch and that was 12 monkeys because i figured that was kind of kind of fitting for where we are at the moment with bizarre diseases taking over the world and for a movie that is that old 12 monkeys still holds up really really well i i think Brad Pitt in that sort of crazy, not knowing what he's doing role, kind of like how he was in Snatch and how he was in like that just little five minute scene that he's in in True Romance. I think that is my favorite Brad Pitt. I, do, I don't care for him being handsome leading man. I just want him to be crazy psycho that's doing strange things. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's been a while since I had seen it, but I really love it. And I like the fact that it doesn't tell you exactly what's going on. It lets you work out yourself where the timeline fits in and, and how everything works. But yeah, I don't know how long it's been since you've watched 12 Monkeys, but I, I would recommend, time. yeah, I would recommend giving it another watch now because it still holds up. Okay, we'll, we'll do. 
Actually, there are two more movies we watch because okay. it's all with the kids, though. It's just yep. we don't, I don't sit down and watch movies. And oh, I do. There is one more I can talk about. But we'll right. talk about the kids first. I'm over the Disney films, as I mentioned. So I was like, give me something else to watch. And it's still Disney, but it's not the Disney animated and it's not Pixar. I thought, why not Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? So we showed them Honey, I Shrunk the Kids last week and they really enjoyed it, which was great. That was my intention. And this week they wanted the second one. Yeah. So we watched Honey, I Blew Up the Baby, which it's it's fun to watch. It's like watching the Harryhausen movies, whereas sort of like it's very early early 90s special effects, but they're having fun with it. And the first movie was actually directed by Joe Johnson, who did The Rocketeer and Captain America, The First Avenger. And I looked at his credits going, you've done really well. He hasn't directed that many films. He just seems to have picked and choose really quite well. Yeah, so we watched the two Honey Shrunk Blew Up whatever movies. So there was a third one to go for that. Mm. And something I did watch. There is actually a game coming out on the Xbox, which is that sort of premise. It's uh, people that have been shrunk and they're in the backyard and they've got to fight ants and stuff and try and get back home so they can return back to normal size. Mm. But, yeah, I can't remember Mm. what that's called. I think it was called... Uh, grow up or die trying or something like that. Okay. But um, yeah, there, that. There, there's been ads on the Xbox because I think it is actually coming to Game Pass as part of the uh, you know, new release on Game Pass. So I might try and dig that up when it comes out. Cool. And I did watch another movie because something I have done is built some Lego. I got the they bought out these helmet series for Star Wars. So there's Boba Fett, a stormtrooper, and a TIE fighter pilot. And it's just the helmet. It's about the uh, size of a lawn bowl, I suppose. And it's quite very schmick. Sh- 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 mm-hmm. So I bought the Boba Fett helmet for my wife for Mother's Day because that's, that's, that's how I roll. And I bought myself the TIE fighter pilot because – and I bought the um, stormtrooper as well because I thought, fuck it, I want it. And what else am I going to do? I'm stuck at home, so I'm going to make some Lego. So I built that one watching the old guard. And yep. because I was so into the Lego side of it, I was like, I'm going to put on another movie because I'm not ready to go to bed yet. And I put on Rambo Last Blood. Ah, the new one. Yeah. With the old man. Or it's Home Alone with Rambo. <laughs> it's it's weird it's okay it's violent it takes a while to get to the violence but yeah it's um it's strange <laughs> it's fine if you want some hyper violence it's there it's not as crazy as the previous rambo film that was just ridiculous over the top violence this one's got it but they tried to put a story in beforehand it's not bad it's just it's not good no it's not it's, oh, if that's what you want it's good <laughs> i think but I'm not saying it's bad. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it just is. But yeah. Okay. Mm. That's about it. Yeah. I think I'm done. No more interactions. No more rememberings. Okay. That's probably a nice place for us to wrap up. A, a nice short episode this month since we haven't actually been doing a hell of a lot. Yes. Because, you know, when we try and do short little mini shows, they go forever. When we do a try and do a normal episode, short. Yes. But that's probably the way it's going to be from now on, isn't it? We'll pick a topic and we'll go long on the topics and these will just be uh, what we've been doing in the meantime. So anyway. Nothing. No, nothing. Pretty Focus. much nothing. No. All right. Well, if you do have any feedback for us. I think I can find this, buddy. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Look for it. I can't find where it is. I've just we'll gone through it. Amazon. I've gone through Netflix. I can't. I don't know. I suck. Oh, well. It's not even on Just Watch. We'll find it. Maybe, you, maybe it's called something else and you're just not picking it up. No, it's definitely called that because I found it on 
I found it on um, IMDb. Oh, it's probably one out there somewhere. more chance. Anyway, while you while you're looking that up, I'll do the spiel again. So if you do have any feedback for us, you can find us on our website. We are the mapodcast.podbean.com. You can find us on Facebook on facebook.com slash the massive attack podcast, and we are the MA Podcast on Twitter. So yes, if you do have any feedback, let us know. And did you have any luck, Mitch? No. All right. Well, no. It's on we'll, a streaming service. We'll just throw it out there, and you can Google it if you are interested. But if you wanted to watch the old series of Legends of the Hidden Temple from 1993 from Nickelodeon, it's available for purchase on Apple TV. Nice. I don't think you need to pay for it. No, I don't think you do too. No. I, I'm, no. I'm sure there's a, a reversed version on YouTube or something like that, isn't there? Yeah, Daily Motion is the Wild West for that sort of stuff. <laughs> it is. All right. Cool. Well, thank no you very much. It was fun no to catch worries. up. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you probably for another mini episode in another couple of weeks, and we'll be back with another one of these what we've been doing in about a month's time. Yes, well, I'll be just sitting here waiting by the mic because I'm not allowed to do anything else. No. All right. right. Until then, thank you very much. Thanks, Luke. Bye. Informer, you know, say that I'm a stormy, I go blame. I like it, bum bum damn. Take the man that says that I'm a stormy, stand somewhere down the lane. I like it, bum bum damn. Informer, you know, say that I'm a stormy, I go blame. I like it, bum bum damn. Take the man that says that I'm a stormy, stand somewhere down the lane. I like it, bum bum damn. This time I'm not coming at the blow down my door. When you come out, you through my window, so they put me in the back of the car at the station. From that point, I'ma reach my destination. Where the destination is, and at the east detention, where I look down my pants, look up my bottom. So informer, you know, say that I'm a snowman, I go glam. I like it, boom boom damn. Take the man that says that I'm a snowman, stop somewhere down the lane. I like it, boom boom damn. Informer, you know, say that I'm a snowman, I go glam. I like it, boom boom damn. Take the man that says that I'm a snowman, stop somewhere down the lane. They got them all, they think they have more power. They find the phone, Mr. Dead Pawn, I want me for once. I use the ones, and I call me lover. Love who be calling on the one, tell me. I'm a lover, you're my heart down to my belly. Yes, and I'm a snowman, I'll be cool and deadly. It's the one MC Shine and the one that is slow. Together we all have a Mr. Tornado in Farmer. You know, say that I'm a snowman, I go glam. I like it, boom, boom, damn. Take the man that says that I'm a snowman, start somewhere down the land. I like it, boom, boom, damn. In Farmer, you know, say that I'm a snowman, I go glam. I like it, boom, boom, damn. Take the man that says that I'm a snowman, start somewhere down the land. I like it, boom, boom, damn. So, listen for me, you better listen for me, you know. Listen for me, you better listen for me, you know. Bring me the rubber, the light, the form of the rock on stage. Yes, it's an MSO, me, I did ask to go down, but I'm not in and I have the dance, I miss it where I come from. People them say I come from Jamaica, but me born and raised in the ghetto, no one shall be know. People are people, man, is all I'm on, no way. I'm a shoes and I'm so rough, and I'm a toes, just a show. When me a born and other ones are on toes, so it's farmer. You know, say that I'm a snow, me, I go glam. I like it, boom, boom, damn. Take the man that says that I'm a snow, me, start somewhere down the lane. I like it, boom, boom, damn. In farmer, you know, say that I'm a snow, me, I go glam. I like it, boom, boom, damn. Take the man that says that I'm a snow, me, start somewhere down the lane. I like it, boom, boom, damn. Come with a nice young lady. Intelligent, yes, she juggle in Ari. Every way me go, me never left for a tally. You say that it's no me, I the rum dance manner. Rum it in a dance, I lay in a nation. 
You never know, say none of my stomach, I'll be boom shaka, tell me now I'll lay you down flat and now I'm cardboard dancer. You say none of my stomach, I'll go region out of top, so informer. You know, say none of my stomach, I'll go blame. I'll keep boom boom down. Big the man, I say, say none of my stomach, stop, stop, but I'll lay I'll keep boom boom down. Informer. Me sitting round cool with my dibby dibby girl. Police knock my door, lick up my pal. Rough me up and I can't do a thing. Pick up my line when my telephone rings. Take me to the station, black up my hands. Trail me down cause I'm hanging with the Informer, you know, say that I'm a stomach, I go blame. I'll keep on going down. Take the man that says that I'm a stomach, stop somewhere down the lane. I'll keep you on going down. Informer, you know, say that I'm a stomach, I go blame. I'll keep on going down. Take